There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. Love your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. Yes. <laughs> Ben Kissel. Yes. Um, how old are you? Right now, how old am I? Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I don't even like to say 38, which is You're 3 38. plus 8 equals 41. Kobe Bryant died at 41. Am I the next to go? 3 plus 8 is 11. Um, number one. Number two, Kissel walks in the no, studio. No, I know. 38. Pl- oh, yeah. 30, 3 plus 8 is 11. <sighs> It's been ben a Kissel. rough morning. I used to say this is a full-grown man. He's a full-grown man. Okay, there we go. A very grown man. <laughs> he comes into the studio, slick, wet-looking, literally yeah. physically wet. Cool. Um, I'm a cool no, guy. Not cool. I mean, actually, you must be cool. You actually must be very cold because it's wintertime <laughs> in New York City, and you are visibly wet. At first, I thought, did you jog to the studio? But my detective skills <laughs> failed me there. Because then Kissel says I'm the wearing words, all man, denim. I'm you're wearing, wearing all, all denim. You cannot jog in all denim. Although, you Henry, if, if you're on the run from the cops, you can. That's true. I did just buy a bunch of velour tracksuits yesterday, so uh, I got a new look coming, buddy. But then you went on to say that getting towels is so hard is the term that you said. It's so hard to get towels because they get dirty and then you throw them out. And then I said, is that why, so what are you talking about? Is that why, why are you, is that why you're, you're wet? You don't have any towels? You then just said, you just took a shower, put on your clothes without toweling <laughs> off. And now you're, and you said, oh, uh, don't worry, uh, the clothes, they drive me off. Like that was simple. Uh-huh. Like that's like a simple thing. Like your clothes are towels. Um, like your just your shirts are napkins. And I'm just so <laughs> I don't know if I'm upset. I don't know what the, the term is. I'm saddened. I I'm feel so disheartened. I've got Pat Riley style hair right now. Yes, you're I'm just wet. wet. He had I, gel in it. You're just wet from the bath. You took a shower, then you did not dry yourself off. You put your clothes on like a toddler. I That's what never, I used to do when I was the, five the, years old. The problem is, well, you know you took baths when you were five years old. You're not a shower baby, I can tell. You didn't have a little suit and tie. You're not a young Sheldon. <laughs> Sociopaths take showers. Children take baths. Um, but no, it is it is fine. I, I just, I, it, it, after you are done... Uh, with the shower, yes, you're like, oh, I wish I had a towel. But now that moment of the day is done. So I never say, oh, I should go buy towels or go to bed, bath, and beyond, whatever that world might be. So it's just hard to think about towels unless you really need a towel. But when you really need the towel, it's only a finite amount of time. And the next thing you know, you got clothes on, the hair will dry. You couldn't be more wrong. This is Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben hanging out with Henry Zabrowski. Yep. Uh, you know what? Who's completely dry. Who has a a number of towels in his home? I would say almost in an excess, so that when I when one towel does beget does become dirty, but right. after I'd say about a week of use, we try to watch the the uh, use of water in our home. I guess this and is where go, this is where you're beginning to watch the use of water. You're like missed you you cook so many. Different kind of spaghettes, different do, kind of uh, what do you call rotini but that's for, noodles? That's what it's supposed to be for. It's not like I'm just out there washing my sculpture garden. That's I true. wish I, oh, I wish I could. I wish I could be that type of privileged boy. 
I know. Where I was was worrying about how much water I was spent, how many cubic liters of water I was spent washing my sculpture garden. I'm just saying you can get a towel. <laughs> and I have never been one of those, like, you need a you need a, a woman kind of guys. Um, uh, but I think that clearly you need a nurse. Okay, it's not so- a, It's not a girlfriend or a wife. You need a, a nurse or, I'd almost go as far to say as a butler. You know, that I would take a butler a minder. because that is You need the- a minder. That is the first step to becoming a superhero, and I do like knights. I'm going to call CPS about you on you. I'm going to get you You put into a foster home at 38 years old so that you can get a proper parental figure that will get you towels so that you can dry yourself after you wash yourself. Oh, man, I could go for a foster mom right now. That would be great. Yeah, I bet. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, no, I, I think it's all good. I have Puffin. Uh, after a shower, Puffin comes up. I, You know, we we we, uh, we hold each other. Uh, he's He's got a lot of fur. We're good. You'll we never good be correct about Kitzel this. Household. No problems there whatsoever. We're going to lose our Spotify deal over this. Well, like, they're going to hear this information, and they're going to be like, is he mentally handicapped. But you know what they will then say Then we can is, double the deal. Double the money. Double the money. Good Lord. Well, speaking of stories here about people who have slicked back hair, we do have to address it because we spent way too much time talking about Papa John. We can't and not address it. Did and, you I, see I, this, it Henry? came out the day we put out last week's episode. So evidently, Papa <sighs> John, if you can't trust a fake Italian... Who can you trust? Who can you trust? Evidently, Henry, the man did not eat 40 pizzas in 30 He's days. full of shit. And I don't know, which makes it even more sociopathic that he got pizzas. He got that many pizzas, yes, but he did not eat that many pizzas. Which that actually makes you just- a worse person. Exactly. Exactly. First of all, if you are a dumpster diver, as we talked about in recent episodes, if you know where to get that free food, if you know how to be a freegan, and we have an update on the dumpster story as well here coming up in a second, um, but if you know where to get the free food, go to John Schnatner's house. Go because- to his house. Find where he lives. Watch him. Watch him and know that wa- you're seeing those delivery boys go in. Yep. But they're, they're delivering foods that I guess he's not eating. And I guess he said, when he said, I, I did not eat that amount of pizzas and that amount of days, I only had them. Again, it's, it what is like that? he's talking about cougars. It is insane. You think he's talking? It sounds like a man. It is like the movie The Collector, but instead of people, it's pizza. And it's then pizza. he says he said he was just doing quality control, which means it's Papa John's. Every pizza looks the same. Exactly so you, the you same. You open it up, and then he looked at the pizza, maybe ate one pepperoni and was like, it's not good enough. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. Simply, there's nothing delectable about any one of these. What about? What about getting hungry on site? I'm not even experiencing that. Looking at these, I'm not even eating. I'm not even eating them. And, and then he just throws him away as his dog is looking at him, being like, "Yo, can I get a slice? Can I get some of that?" And you he's know, just like, this is not near your standards. You're not near the little Papa John Jr. That's my dog's name, Papa John. Oh, that's cute. Little PJ. I'm going to have him executed for tattling on me. <laughs> Telling well, look what happened secrets. to the Bush's baked bean dog. That dog's been dead for 30 years. Dead. 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 But, uh, well, I think anyway. so now we can, like, obviously, Papa John's full of shit. Uh, yep. he did, He's trying to roll back his comments so he appears less cartoonish. I think he's trying to get back in the pizza sector. He is... <laughs> 
he is he's he is he's out of control. Apparently, he's been going to bars. In town, we have a couple of our yeah. couple of my little spatos have been chipping me. <laughs> yes, we and have been telling me that he has been out there going to bars, not yep. drinking, because now he knows he's got eyeballs on him, and he's trying to recoup. I think some of his face, which I don't even understand what he had to recoup in the, the first place. But I mean, I don't we, know. The problem with Papa John is we all think he's a shallow. A shell of a human being. Now we find out he's ordering pizzas and not eating them, going to bars and not drinking, which is totally fine. But you occasionally have a beer just so people know you're not a robot. No, but now he's going out and just handing out ten dollar gift certificates to Papa John's, to people at bars, and then just leaving. And he's saying like, "I was trying to do a lot of community outreach," and it doesn't really make any sense because you don't work for Papa John's anymore. You no. are no longer. Yes, you are Papa John entitled. But you are not an employee of this company anymore. No, technically, Shaquille O'Neal is more Papa John than Papa John at this point. Shaquille O'Neal is being, I'm going to use a term, (gasps) he's getting boxed out of the paint in terms of being a proper Papa John's representative. Why? Why would you say something like that? He's giving pizzas away to the kids. You didn't see the pizza party he had? That was cool, but he needs more optical Papa John's. He needs to be up front with it. I want him in the red shirt. No. I want him in a chef's hat. I want him outside. He should be the one giving people gift certificates. He should be dunking on a man dressed as Little Caesars. <laughs> he should be really doing more of a, again, another term here, full court press. I'm very proud um, of you. See, two basketball terms I use. I love that it. He should be out there and he should be really digging and fighting for that itch. That's a I, football term. Hey, I completely agree with you on that. Shaquille O'Neal, get your game together. Papa John, he could come back at any moment. And I would like to see Shaquille get more of a, become more of a face of the company. He had a pizza party for a bunch of kids, but the thing is, all of these public schools are already co-opted by all these huge uh, food companies. So these kids are eating Papa John's every damn day anyway. That's where they're so freaking fat. Technically, they shouldn't be eating Papa John's. They should be having vegetables and protein. Just like we did growing up. So, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All I ate was French bread pizza. I remember oh. doing jail style, like whatever deals it took to get that sweet, sweet French bread pizza, man. We all loved it. And now I realize it's fucking disgusting. What is French bread pizza? The loafy pizzas. You don't, you didn't get those. That was the good day at school. No. We, used to get, the, we get the big loafs. They were big, wide, like, they look like baguettes with pizza on them, pizza stuff on them. Ah, okay. Well, it sounds awesome. I'm happy our public school system is treating both um, people on the East Coast and in the Midwest so healthy. Because look at look at Henry and I. Look at me, pitch perfect. I I'm technically the healthiest I've ever been. My cholesterol's through the roof. Well, that is an anger issue that you have to work on. Ah! That requires therapy. That's not nutrition. Ah! Let's talk just briefly here about this woman. I believe it was uh, Stephanie Cox. That was her name. She oh, was- this is that we've I have identified the woman that was lost inside of the dumpster. They, yes, they when they so got they sad. found her remains because they knew that she was on her way to the landfill in her mobile grave, and they had to go drop her off at the landfill, landfill oh. and then cops had to go and dig through the landfill to find her. And apparently yeah. this is a very common, This is there, it's more common than not, because a couple of a couple of our garbage worker humans have sent us saying, apparently, like, it's on a monthly basis that people get crunched yeah. by these, by these fucking, the, it, that's, I mean, I can't believe how many it is. They said they sleep right through it. 
because a lot of times they're on the hooch. It almost a lot of homeless seem, people full of ripple. It almost seems like um, garbage men, garbage people. Thank look, you. they maybe they should look in the dumpster every now and again. If it's happening once, never a month. ever look in. Plausible deniability is the only way to make it out. Of this yeah, life. we've talked about that. So Cox's family, they said it was not, quote, not uncommon for her to, quote, collect items from local dumpsters. Uh, this case brings to light the dangers associated with the collections from the dumpsters. That's according to the Burlington police. They go on to say the commonly known practice of dumpster diving is not safe so no. do not dumpster dive unless you're at papa john's house i understand the idea of being a freegan but why do you got to jump in you're dumpster not molly shannon from superstar snorkel. yes dumpster ju- snorkel there you stay go stay at the surface of the dumpster take a look oh. get a, if you can if you are privileged enough to have access to a ladder sure. which anybody can be you could just steal one I, as much as i could get a towel you can get a ladder these th- these things are you so- don't have a that's a terrible lesson because you don't have a towel, dude. You are you are you are not a motivator until you get a towel. I'm gonna put this this way: you are off motivator. What's more duty. motivating than being wet and still being motivated? <laughs> like Michael bad. Phelps. You think that Michael Phelps won all those gold medals dry? I highly He's doubt it. He's a swimmer. He's a swimmer. He and I also never saw body. him towel off. <laughs> just, I, I think he's still you're wet forever, to this You're day. always wrong about this. You will never be correct. I just don't care. Maybe obviously, I need to get another dog. I'm going to get another dog. That's what I need. I mean, if you start using these dogs to dry yourself, I'm also call, I'm going to call I'm going to call several agencies. Yeah, the I'm going to be the whistleblower. And they'll be like, "Oh, did you call to award him Dog Dad of the Year because he has I two dogs?" I don't think that that is. I don't think that that's good. I think that I think it's a shame the double standard of you fully nude, totally wet. It's totally okay for you to dry yourself off with these dogs, literally just rubbing them on you like they are giant woof and loofahs. But if they were children, you would go to jail for a million years. If they of were course. little hairy kids, yes. If they, of course, if they were children, that is a of course. If dogs, if you did My, the things that you do in front of Wendy in front of a child, of course you would go to jail as well. There's a yes. massive di- difference and distinction between a child and a dog. Obviously, I, but I also sit in my a lazy boy occasionally if I'm wet, and that will dry you off as well. So oh, they find God, that this woman I, has just Stephanie like Cox. The, you're doing so well, Stephanie you're doing Cox. So well, so was Stephanie Cox, and she still died in the dumpster. She so, didn't do okay, well. she was doing well. No, she was doing great. She has a nose ring. I mean, honestly, she's she's doing just fine. She's oh. fully covered in clothes. She's uh, dead. She has glasses. She now was dead. she is. She was she was found in a landfill. I she, gar- it's never good. It doesn't and nothing everything else is canceled out. I Every gar- success is canceled out if you're found dead in a landfill. <sighs> well, you you talked you talked to a lot of the mafiosos about that who who gave their children everything. So this woman it, it, it is just it is stunning. Be careful out there. That's the lesson for the to begin the show. Yes. Be careful out there. Put your waist halfway and make sure that your feet can dangle outside of the dumpster grab whatever you can and if you can't grab it with your hands i'm sorry that can it's out of reach you just get a buddy have a dumpster buddy 
But have do somebody... they have? But it does that? Is that? Oh, do you want to go feel... dumpster diving with me, Robner? Rob... Robner? I don't know. Robner? Robner's yeah. a weird name. Yeah, yeah. Well, since my name's Robner, yeah, I ain't got no family or friends or 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 job because my name's Robner. So yeah, yeah sure. sure. Okay, great, 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 great. No, I think that the, the, there is much camaraderie with those experiencing homelessness. There's much camaraderie. She has There's a home. Much... That's the worst part of all of this. The, she the, uh, she could have had somebody show up and have uh, wore wore like those tethers, like they do in mountain climbing. Oh, like cliffhanger with Sylvester like Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. That's my Sylvester Stallone impression. All right, let's. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mrs. Cox. Miss yeah. Mrs. Cox. Mrs. Oh. Cox. It's very sad, but be careful out there because I know we have a lot of freegan listeners. Maybe we do. I I feel I like it was do. more of a trend. Um, like you have to have a smartphone to listen to our show. Yeah, but that's the thing. Again, Henry, these freaking people. It's not about not having money or technology. Uh, it's about believing that the waste of food is immoral. So yeah, I, go, I get it. I get it. I think we talked about this. We talked about we this talked endlessly. About exactly. I'm, fucking, I'm with you. Right. I think it is immoral, and you should. I guess go for it. But again, keep your head in a swivel. I agree. Otherwise, your head is going to be in a dumpster. Oh. All right. So take a look at this. This is uh, hot off the press. This came in yesterday. Um, jars of preserved human oh. tongues found under nor- found under Northwest Gainesville home. This is a very um, aha. It's 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 a fun story. I'm gonna say it it's is, a fun story because the jars of the remains were old. These came out. Sure. This was uh, found by a redditor. There's actually a a uh, little bit of a web. There's a post on RWTF with more pictures of what was found inside of these jugs. So Gainesville police are investigating jars of preserved human tongues found Ooh. in the crawl space of a house in Northwest Gainesville Bryward neighborhood off of Northwest 16th Avenue. This comes from the uh, WCJB. ABC News. The remains were discovered during an inspection of the house's foundation. Holy shit, what a pain. That What a day in, in, a, a fuck, in a fuck zone is that. That is horrible because you're just down there. You're hitting the. You're, you're in a suit. The, you're, you're, you got the suit on. You're having a good time. You're just like, hey, buddy, I'll be right back. Then we can go to lunch. And then you go back down there. And oh my God, what do so you find? Something they found unedible these jars. like that. Yes, they found these jars. The home was previously owned by Dr. Ronald A. Bauman, a former University of Florida researcher and current professor emeritus who published studies in the 70s and the 80s. They don't know what the hell this was. So it wasn't just tongues. Apparently, what they found was a series of jars that had. I'm only going to put on the the. I'm going to put on the uh, detective's hat and say little girls' names. They found little girls' names on there. They were saying stuff like they had a piece of tape on there that would say Angela, Heather, Virginia. The uh, redditor that found it, Rando Surfer seventy seven, found these uh, jars. Open one up. Found what appeared to be a, a a pretty well deteriorated infant skeleton on a pile of human tongues. Okay, uh, so which is this- which is uh, oh, I mean it's quite the collection. They said that she could see your little face. The face was kind of in there. He kept these things going on there. Can you imagine just the, what kind of horrible dive bar you'd end up in, where you'd open up a jar of pickled tongues? 
I mean, it def- I can't imagine what kind of horrible no, dive no, no, bar no, no, it would no, be. No. It, would, it sounds to me like the dive bar that had Rasputin's penis in a jar that you had to kiss with your lips, and then you would take a shot of gin, and I guess they gave it to you for free, although sure. it turned out to be a horse's cock, because mm-hmm. that's just how fortunate he was. You're mixing up several stories, but I do wish that that was true. Sure. Um, I love it. There, there's the one with the toe. Remember the that? Toe. The, the toe. That's the toe one. Yeah. His cock was just in a jar. You didn't drink out of it? No. Ah. But nonetheless, I could see a bar being like, you kiss the tongue, the cut, the tongue kiss you back, and you get that whiskey for free. <laughs> I could see that happening. Sure, I mean, that would be cute and fun, a, but you'd have bar. to have somebody who volunteers yes. to have their tongue be a part of this 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 boutique the, like funny Dick's Last Resort type shot. You oh Dick La- Dick's Last Resort needs to go out of business. I it's don't want to put people go. out of business, but both have you? It seems so like bad. The, when the we when walk you go with the women, uh, the women all want to punch the bartenders in the head. I, I I just kind of sit there and be like, oh, this guy's been a jackass. But uh, Natalie like and I went to Vegas for a Natalie and I went to Vegas for forty eight hours to just go hang out. We saw we walked past this last resort. Nothing like seeing a mom with a bunch of kids with a white bag in her head that says "My pussy stinks." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! That but, was Dick's last resort. But what I'm saying is, if you go to a bar. People love pickled stuff. I was over at Rock and Roll, a great little sure. rock and roll bar here in uh, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I saw a woman, very thin, maybe 105 pounds, eat about four to five pickled eggs. Woo. She loved the pickled eggs. So I could Hell see yeah. you put a jar of anything pickled in a bar long enough, even if it is the tongues of, in this case, it seems to be maybe younger people, someone will eat it. Because they're squashed. Yeah, these are younger people. Yeah, yes. yeah, very much so. These are just infant skeletons inside of jars. Now, according oh. to another Redditor found this of as you go through this thread, apparently this particular doctor, he published an article in the 90s about oral cell carcinoma in identical twins in their tongues. Yes. So these might be tiny baby cancer tongues that are just in jars that he kept in the basement of his house. He kept in the crawl space. But why? Okay, so the question is, obviously, this guy, as Henry said earlier, is still alive. He is currently still a professor at the university. Uh, This dude's name, Bowman, again. I guess he has Ronald Bowman. I think he's got some... He's got some questions to answer. Where did all the tongues come from? Did you sever these tongues out of the mouths of someone, a child perhaps, sir? I mean, it feels like they may have fallen out. No, I think they might have just straight up fallen out. I don't know. I don't know how cancer works. But I'll tell you what, if you ever have any uh, problems getting your stamps put on envelopes, you can go by his house, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. What is it's happening? It's really unfortunate. It and is. And I, I think that these all these twins did die of this cancer. And then he just got to keep them, I guess, as souvenirs. Doctors are weird. Doctors are so weird. They just see us as a bunch of human flesh. Not even human flesh, just flesh. Mm-hmm. It's uh, strange that they can hold any kind of relationship. And as a matter of fact, every doctor I know, they have a very tentative relationship with humanity. <laughs> very going to be good. I'm very excited for the response to that. <laughs> I, but I, I wonder, you know, because how do you let somebody just walk away with this stuff? And maybe you just have it. Maybe you use it for years. But also, like, 
you know, why put it in such a creepy place? Why put it in the crawl space? If it is your actual, like, medicinal history, you want to look at the archives of all of your work, wouldn't you just keep them in very big, seeable through jars in your yeah. office? Like Maybe- old-timey scientists. Like they like in like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein day. Yeah, you want to hide it in plain sight. I completely agree. I mean... If you look, you go to the Alamo Draft House here in Brooklyn. They have their entire back bar is nothing but baby fetuses and very bizarre um, afterbirth and miscarriages. Be proud and stuff. of these specimens. That's the only thing that makes me feel like something nefarious happened is yeah. because it's hidden. If it was, as Henry just said, if it was just like next to the Christmas tree, everyone would be like, "Oh, okay, he's a doctor." But now it's like, is he a doctor or is he a serial killer? Maybe he just got that. sick of seeing all the tongues, but then doesn't that also make your house haunted if you have a bunch of body parts in the floorboards? I feel like that's just a recipe for a haunting, unless maybe that's what he wanted as well. Maybe not if they're pickled. You So you're telling me you got a body in the floorboards, it will haunt you, but if you pickle it, so it's not like, oh, you didn't, you moved the graves, but you didn't move the bodies. You didn't oh, wait pickle a second, the, you put them in brine? Very good. Ghosts are destroyed by assault. That's true, though, spiritually. But imagine being there for on Christmas, and you could have, like, each one a little stocking for each one of the little infants in a jar, and you could put a little, like, $10 McDonald's gift certificate in each one of those little stockings and put little Santa hats on top of them, and then you could get the little jar of tongues, and then, like, you know, if if you want to scare some of your, your kids' friends when they when they were, like, sure. you know, maybe making too much noise at a at a fucking sleepaway, at a sleepover, you can come in with the jar of tongues and be like, these are all the tongues of the kids that go through my second refrigerator and take my Diet Pepsis, because those Diet Pepsis are for that, and then you shake the thing, go, like, that's fun. Absolutely. It's a hell of a lot more fun than digging around in the basement of your home and the floorboards of your house like you're some medicinal John Wayne Gacy. I I don't get it. So he's got some answers. Basically, the answer is, why'd you bury him in the floorboards? Who Who do the tongues belong to? Who do the tongues belong to? I mean, again, and I don't want to I don't want to say this and I don't want to go out on a limb and 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 give you information that you don't need and you shouldn't have. Remember, if there's no body, there's no crime. So but here just is, but get a rid of the body. If this, you got to get rid of the body. That's the that is the surest way to get away with a crime. You know, these days, I don't know if that really holds true any longer, though. That's absolutely. It's so the, difficult to put together circumstantial evidence to get you. It's very very difficult. You got the DNA, but I feel like if you got their tongue. Then it would be a big, big indicator. If you had to choose, like, of who course. did it, I would be like, well, who had the tongue? And then you'd be like, oh, you had the tongue. You don't have the rest of the body. But in this case, I would say the tongue is enough. You know, if the person starts sweating on their brow and they pull out from their back pocket just an elongated tongue and they're like, oh, and they're like, huh, what are you huh, holding there? Like, what a, oh, what a day it is. Is that a, huh. is that a tongue, sir? Why, yes, it is, my son. You see, it's monogrammed. <laughs> it would be it would yes again be the creepy person you want to be for your neighborhood but illegally acquire these tongues and if I someone am. is willing to give you their tongue legally get it in writing also don't who wants to give it is weird i watched this 
small documentary on YouTube about the woman who wanted to be blind and made herself blind with bleach. That's a bad idea. She is very happy. It's ex- I forget the name not, of the she's condition. She's mentally ill. She's yes, a broken she is, person. Yeah. She is mentally ill. But perhaps there's someone out there who no longer wants their tongue. And uh, there's someone for everyone is what I'm trying to say. What are you saying? How would you, I would never give away my ability to go... No, <laughs> I know. I know what a such a wordsmith. Out of all the things you could use your tongue for, making fart noises is the one thing you'd miss the most. And eating pussy. Uh, I'm sure that that could. I'm sure you could find a robot to do that. I wish Roger Ebert was still alive so we could ask him. All right. Well, here we go. Speaking of movies. Speaking of movies. Uh, Roger Ebert, R.I.P. Speaking of Jaws, Jaws as well, and movies. Mike, I think he'd have to do it with his. T- he'd have to do it with his nose. Well, I think didn't he? When you lose the bottom jaw, did they take the tongue, or they just kind of let it I, wag there? I fucking hope so, man. Because Gosh. I just don't want to have to deal with the idea of needing a tongue belt. It's also, I felt kind of bad, and we'll get to this story here in a second. The next story is extremely short. I don't even know really what the ending of the story is, but we'll talk about no. it. Um, but with Roger Ebert, I don't know, man. I just, there was some, it's hard to be a critic and then have people have a bunch of sympathy for you because you've <laughs> tore apart everybody's movie career so no, it's hardcore. it's a very contentious relationship, the, art, the, critic between the, the critic and the artist, because I don't know, because the critic would like to argue that they are needed in terms of helping spread the name of your work, right? And the, the idea of doing it, it's kind of this weird, uh, uh, it's a weird symbiotic relationship, but also in a way I do believe that they are kind of like remorse. They're living off of the the work created by artists, but that's a very complicated issue deep within the art world. Indeed it is. Mm. And art covers a lot of controversial topics, specifically race. And in this case... It's Black History Month, so we have to tell this little story. A woman claims that she was kidnapped by a man. Uh, The name of this man is Robert Lee Noy. He's 52 years old. In the mugshot, Robert is just, he is smiling so much, and it (laughs) really, he looks looks mildly charming in the mugshot, so perhaps that's how he lured her in. So he kidnapped this woman. Now, this story could go a whole series of very dark places, very sad places, very depressing, very dark and sadistic places. But it goes into a place that we can only say is um, the living room, the living room of crime. He forced this woman to watch Roots. Uh, to understand racism. So he kidnapped this woman. He, I guess something happened because he said he wanted to make her understand her racism. Right. So, so he kidnapped a woman. They don't know what race of woman. No, and we then don't he know. forced her to watch Roots. I got, we don't know how far into Roots they got. Well, it, it is a nine-hour historical miniseries. It is. Um, and so, yes, he did that so she could better understand racism. The complaint also stated the suspect told the victim he would, quote, kill her and spread her body parts across Interstate 38 on the way to Chicago if she did not sit and watch the show. We just did it in school, elementary school, that made us watch it. Yeah, it's it, is this a bizarre? Maybe it's an integrating marketing campaign by Roots. Either way, this is really not the way to approach this. I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't know no. if that's really. They probably want to talk with PR about this. Yeah. So this is a story we don't know. I think the woman is fine. The Gazette reports that uh, Noah is being charged with first degree harassment and false imprisonment. So I think yes. after the after Roots ended, he just dropped her off again. 
I guess uh, so. I don't know. And then she called the police. We don't know any other details but what he's saying. But the reason why I was attracted to the story as well is his smile. Yeah. The smile on his face of, I did did a, a, a very good crime is, I mean, I just hope to God that he didn't do anything else. No. Watch Roots. Yeah. But that's I mean, very scary. It's a nine and hour. F- interesting. It's a long time. Nine hours is a lot of TV. Nine hours is a Netflix special. I mean, that is a lot of TV. Roots is a very powerful show. Came out in it 1977. Is. Powerful miniseries. Important for the country to see. This is one of those where it is like, if you do, let's just say you're like, oh, I kidnapped someone. You're like, oh my God, this person... Could it get any worse? And then it's like, well, actually, it got a little bit better. It wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. Yep. You know, I honestly think it's Black History Month, right? So it might be a good time. If you guys want to do kind of group, you can call them public showings of Roots. Sure. But you could also sort of take over busloads filled with people. You could say at gunpoint. It could be at machete point. Sure. And make them watch Roots. For them to just understand a little bit more of the tumultuous history of this country. No word on if the if the um, sh- movie showing, if the miniseries showing helped this woman realize her privilege. We don't know. I don't know. I would know. also say that maybe she doesn't realize her privilege when she's being held captive. I uh, think it's it difficult. Because like, yeah, it doesn't I, seem like, yeah, doesn't seem like she has a lot I think the line gets blurred, yeah. But LeVar right? Burton apparently is very pro this. I'm just saying this. You're just saying that. He hasn't come forward and no. said, okay. Because you don't want to be kidnapping people, making them read books, and then watch Roots, the LeVar Burton collection of crimes. That is very difficult to uh, to pull off. So anyway, this story it is that's it. A, that it, is it. It's in that's Cedar all we Rapids, know. In Iowa, story. person was arrested, allegedly kidnapped a woman, forced her to watch Roots. The woman is now free. Guy's name is Robert Lee Noy. He's facing some time. It's he a should. very very bizarre story. Don't kidnap anyone to make them watch Roots. Just no. entice them with the wonderful acting of Lavar Le- Burton, and they will come over to your house. Get they some will. Papa John's. They will, and you know what? Yeah, honestly, the, the what I you know what you should kidnap kidnap people to watch. D- d- fucking, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say it. David Lynch's Dune, because sometimes it takes you to really sit there and you have to force somebody to watch it because they don't want to watch it. They How'd don't you understand what they're d- watching. How did you get to Dune? It's just the only thing that's in my mind. I'm so close. When are Kissel. you done with these books? I don't know. I'm in book five. They're so hard, Kissel. They're so hard. To when read. do they end? I love them. I don't know. Book six. I got to get through book six. But this is also, I mean, I think that book five kind of upticks in terms of the plot. It's a little more action. It's all hot chicks. Book five is when it starts getting sexy. Okay. And that's when they oh, have yeah. the, no, and the dog Frank chairs. Herbert's got some fucking sexy ideas in there. And you could really tell because when he dis- when he describes the honored matrix, and it's like, because he is essentially describing Natalie. And I was like, wow, this really went in deep. This went deep inside of me at some point. These these seeds. Were you sitting on Wendy at the time as well, so you could? Get I don't the dog try to chair sit that- anywhere near her if I have an erection. And I am also I'm with Miles Tegg in book five, where I don't believe in the chair dogs. They talk about the chair dogs being they don't like the idea of a, a creature being put into it, but to into this kind of service. But the Benny Jesseret, they believe that anybody should be. They are everyone is at their whims of their control. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. 
Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, well, let's move on here. I just, here, I want to talk about this story. I want to talk about this story. Okay, All right, this is a story I kind of fell in love with. Um, but it's, it, it originally happened in November, but then the woman that is mainly, mainly involved has been, uh, she just essentially just got, uh, her arraignment okay. on, uh, January 20th, January 30th. So then it popped back up because it got bumped. So this is the story of a woman by the name of Tanya Scott. Now, Tanya Scott, Tonya Scott, uh, she is an interesting, if complex woman. She has gone on to say that she um she is she she is half Native American, half black, and she has decided to say that she is of the Iroquois Nation. Okay. So she she has been going through various locales, middle Pennsylvania, trying to claim her aboriginal heritage of areas of well established ownership. Two Wawas oh. to two place and filing for uh, basically if filing suit saying I own this due to my my heritage. I own this land. Right, right, right. Okay. So where this has, has escalated is that she managed to get together a group of, I'm going to go on to say, it is a, of toughs, a group of goons. Okay. A bunch of people, one was a head of security at McDonald's, and hire them in order, to, <laughs> in order to attack an entire housing 
uh, development, a place called Pine Ridge. Yes. Where they've decided, and they, they did a full-on assault saying that they own this land. That was like, and she convinced all of these these workers that she was working for, basically her army, a little mini army, that right. she'd pay each one of them a thousand dollars a week. Once she got her sovereign nation, her own little bubble of the Iroquois nation, once she takes over this entire Pine Ridge area, uh huh, that she would allow them to not only live and be her army in this area. She went but, ahead and she, so it, basically she, they, they rolled up in two SUVs, security officers, this is just a housing development. This is a right. nice little housing development. They, they watched these two SUVs pulled up. She has been causing kind of problems in the past because she showed up, right? Because one thing that happened in the past that she would go to open houses. She went to this open <laughs> house of a nice house and walked through and she's like, this is great. This is great. Okay, you're gonna need to change the locks in this house because this is my house. And huh. the realtors, and I don't know if you know anything about realtors, Kissel, they're not the most confrontational people in the world. You don't think so? Well, it's because it's hard. You're trying to sell a house. It's a right. nice day. You know what I mean? Sure. You're doing an open house. You lit a candle. Maybe you bake some cookies. You know what I mean? It's just like a nice little like couples are just walking well, I through would say, and seeing I, things. I would push back only a little bit here, Henry. I agree with you. They're not confrontational to the people they're trying to sell their act to. Yeah, but that's to, what I mean. But yes, to yes. their <laughs> other, because they say real estate is more brutal than being in the mob. These people it's are hard. so cutthroat. They'll kill you to so just to get a condominium over to them to sell. It's ridiculous. Yes, I, I do agree. I do agree. But to to the person just at an open house, that's when everybody's the most friendly, right? You're just Absolutely. trying to see, see, you know. And so she showed up and then filed all of this paperwork saying, I own the land of this. And then the people that were selling this house had spent thousands of dollars to legally fight it, to say, like, you don't, though. We own the house. I know that we're, I know we're now in Pocahontas area where we're saying like who can own the colors of the wind i know that i know sure. that i know that the land is here i know that it's just a deed it's just a piece of paper but you are saying yourself owns it you can't just right. negate me saying it so well, i didn't think the wind had any color i actually don't know about all that this have is you ever seen dust but that's dust I'm sorry. This is according to Trooper Robert M. Urban. He released a statement on. Uh, he released a statement recently. He said it has been preliminarily determined that the actors committed this crime to quote take the land back, claiming that they're that they were indigenous Native Americans to the area and that the land belonged to them. The police identified Scott as black and Native American, but the question to my, to you, Henry, is: Do you just give him the land back? I, I don't know because what they oh, so what happened is all right so here's the incident Pennsylvania this comes from the Pocono record okay Pennsylvania State Police <laughs> out of the Blooming Grove barracks are reported receiving a phone call from the Pine Ridge community regarding an attempted break in at 12:45 p.m. This is in the middle of the day. According to accounts provided by employees at Pine Ridge, in the early afternoon, two suspicious-looking vehicles showed up in the clubhouse parking lot. One employee proceeded to lock the upstairs door to the clubhouse and then go downstairs to warn her fellow employees about the vehicles. What an exciting day. It, the raid has come. They're coming for us. This is this right? is their Janet Reno Waco moment. Better be Small prepared. Small town security has been waiting for oh this shit. God. Right? Think about how juicy this is. They're coming to get us. We're the final line. Small town security, we have to do a quick plug for this show. Very short-lived reality show. Maybe the greatest reality show of all time, not hyperbole. Check out Small Time Security. I have no idea where you can even find it. Don't know. It's somewhere. 
It's someone. So they they went and they found these SUVs, and I guess they they recognized that it was Tonya Scott because she, I guess she was doing shit like literally going into the parking lot and like doing fucking uh, circle eights and doing fucking fishtails like and like burning rubber, like harassing people. So they knew the cars. Okay. Her army leaves goes armed. Right, some one has a real gun, the other two have BB guns, and they have a bunch of handcuffs. Right, they then while this is all happening, they they called nine one one as soon as they saw her. Sergeant John Derbyshire of the uh, Pine Ridge Public Safety Department, this this brave man, he uh-huh. reported that several men forced their way into the public safety office in the building, handcuffed him, took his gun and gun belt. Bonito, who was another security oh, officer, was the one who called nine one one. Yep. They took they took the poor doughy security officer's gun and handcuffed him. He had one job to do. Oh, it's hard, man. You got overpowered. Oh, I Benito, guess today I'm today I'm not gonna do my job very well. I lost my gun. You remember that from Magnolia? Yeah. When John C. Riley, that's a great scene. So they came in. the The uh, police officer arrived. The, the The head of security got the call. Right, the, that while after one security was called, one security officer was called nine one one. Then the chief of security, Anthony Benito, got a call. So Benito rolls up to the to the office. He sees the first floor entrance door has been broken in. He enters the office and saw five men holding Derbyshire down. They he raised his firearm and he told them, "Please, said stop." The men pointed guns back at Bonito, and he retreated. He Whoa. retreated because he didn't want to die. He couldn't die today, and he and he went out and he got the cops right, and they all immediately got arrested. Is there was and there not showed, one brave security hero? All they just it didn't want to get shot. He didn't but want didn't to get he shot. have a gun? I think that he could. He, I mean, I don't. I don't want. I'm very happy. No one died in this. Yes, but, he didn't want to get shot. But so this all happens. They all get arrested, right? Okay. So now. I guess Tonya Scott had started. She she got her troop arranged by a man by the name of Troy Sutton, who was okay. sort of like her second in command. What happened was is that when they they as she's she's been doing these various little the, these ideas of trying to get people to like get houses for free, essentially. Sure. So according to Sutton, Scott was she he was the uh, corporate security guard at McDonald's in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Scott approached him at work, right, sauntered over. She remarked she liked the way he operated as a guard and informed him that she needed to hire a private security to occupy land that she owned. This is right? happening then, at a McDonald's? This is at a McDonald's. <laughs> and so about three weeks before the incident, Sutton said that Scott contacted him and sent him documents that supposedly proved her right to the properties. She made all of these weird-ass properties, right? The, these, like, weird paperwork saying that I did own this. This is this is my—I have rights to this land. Okay. Um, Sutton, he then sent the paperwork to his cousin, Adam Abdul Rahim, who he claimed was a security specialist and an owner of a business called Elite Protection Agency for, for verification. <laughs> Right, Abdul Rahim. He related that the documents were legit. They were not. <laughs> he was completely correct. He was completely incorrect. <laughs> yep. Oh my! God. So, so you have it. Just gets dumber. Yeah, as the story it's very, goes, it's okay. a fantastic story. Okay. Abdul Rahim offered Rashid Abdullah, Adams, Halinger, Musa Abdul Rahim, and Sutton positions for the operation. So they all got together. Okay. They then they moved to Binghamton. Right, they moved closer to the operation. They all left their homes in order to get there. Okay, we're really going to fucking plan this. The men all came together at a McDonald's in New York City to make a plan on Sunday, November seventeenth, early Could morning. They go morning, anywhere else other than McDonald's? The guy works there. Hub. 
Doesn't he want to go like go to a Burger King or even a Wendy's? I actually do agree. If you're going to plan a crime, go to a McDonald's. All right, because it's a great spot for they don't kick you out. You can just get true. a soda. All right. And so they all fucking rolled up on this dude. They got all this shit. So now this is all. So now they've all been arrested. This was a very. I mean, obviously it's a Coen Brothers movie. I want to see this movie. So now cut to January thirtieth, twenty twenty, where she is being arraigned. So Tonya Scott and one of her alleged accomplices in the plot to take over the Pine over take over Pine Ridge try to question jurisdiction of Pike County Court of Common Pleas on Thursday when appearing for arraignment. This also uh-huh. comes from the Pocono Record. Speaking by video from County Jail, one of her accomplices, uh, Kiba Harris, one of the people in her crew, she asked Judge Gregory Chilock, "You represent who exactly?" Chilock told her he was there to advise her of her rights. Harris, who is of Bushkill, she said she wanted to address a jurisdiction issue, explaining that she's part of a tribal state. The judge is like, that's not why we're here today. Appearing second, Tonya Scott, she similarly challenged the judge, saying, who are you? What's your name? She said, state laws do not apply at ah, State Rich. Dude, I because wish that- she is a bubble of it. She's oh. a bubble of her aboriginal rights. And she, everywhere she goes, she is a sovereign nation. I see. I kind of love this sovereign citizen vibe I think going it's on right now. We, it's very Tea Party what they're pulling off. It is very interesting. It does not work. <laughs> no, um, no, it never she, works. She's been filing. A, so I also want to put one other one of her frivolous lawsuits that she was doing up until the, the where all of this boiled over. And one of her suits, she kept suing fucking U.S. District Court in Pennsylvania, right? Over the, she was like suing various entities of the state house, right, of, of Pennsylvania. And in one of her suits, Scott sought $20 million in tungsten-free, 99% pure silver and gold coins because she said that, that she was owed them. She was what she was owed, but it had to be pure metal, and that she won a title to her properties. And a third, she likened deputy sheriffs in Pike County to modern and historical genocidal paid mercenaries. I mean, she has a point. But unfortunately, those paid mercenaries won. So they in, won. In total, the group now faces 18 first-degree felony accounts, including aggravated assault, terrorism, kidnapping, burglary, robbery, theft. Six second-degree felonies included aggravating assault, criminal trespass, robbery, theft, and use um, or possession of an electric or electronic incapacit- incapacitation I just I love the, device. I love the independent spirit. You know, I I love the the get up and go make something of yourself in this country. It's frontier but thinking. That's it's not old e- school frontier thinking. It is. You go and you build a homestead for yourself. That is not even near the end of the criminal charges. They also face 12 third-degree felonies, including terroristic threats, criminal mischief, robbery, a possession of firearms not to be carried without a license, a possession of an instrument of crime, two first-degree misdemeanors, including unlawful restraint and possessing instruments of a crime, and 15 second-degree misdemeanors, including false imprisonment, simple assault, and recklessly endangering another person. That is no lie in entire paragraph. It seems of that charges. yes. It seems that they uh, they have made a lot of enemies. Oh, and my they God. have got the book thrown at them. It's and not they easy. are not making it any easier on themselves in any way, shape, or form. The problem is when you claim to be a sovereign state, 
Sure, you can be. You can, you can be. that. But you need to have trillions of dollars to then because go you're against, up against the United, United States. States of America. Yeah. Because we are difficult. We're a bit of a difficult adversary. Uh, it's a waking nightmare to go against the United States of America. That's why most people don't do it. No, that's what they that's what they do. That's how they suppress so many people doing these frivolous lawsuits. But she I mean she has not been uh she's not been mollified. And I don't know where Tonya Scott will go from now, but I can see a presidential run in her future in a, a thousand years when she gets out of jail. At the very least, give her a wawa. I mean, all give her want, a wawa. Give her a wawa. They wanted to do the two wawas. Give her one wawa or have, give her a roller dog station in the wawa where she can take half of the roller dog profits. Boom. It's very interesting. I just think, you know, again, it just, it it, it takes all kinds. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I think let's do Hero of the Week, shall we? Yeah. Found a pigeon with a cowboy hat, put a mustache on his beard. You have the wiener dog dunk. You're the Hero of the Week. Okay. This week's Hero of the Week. It's a young boy. He's a Georgia boy. He's five years old. The boy, okay, good. The boy awoke to flames in his bedroom. But you know what? He didn't do like you and I would have done, Henry. Although maybe we wouldn't have. I'm not sure. We're quite cool and calm under pressure. He yep. did not freak out. He said, "Okay, nope. there's a bunch of fire in my bedroom. Maybe it was the innocence of youth where he didn't realize the charcoal death that was in his near future if he didn't make massive moves. He was true, true, very, very brave." He was very brave. Noah Woods is his name. He's one of eight family members asleep in the home in Georgia. It was a Sunday. The smoke filled up, and he said, okay, it's time for me to be a hero. Jumped out of bed, grabbed his sister, and got out of the house through the uh, only available exit. But you know what? Noah said, okay, I saved my sister. That's good, but is it heroically great? No. He went back into the house. And did he save his parents, Henry? No, because he's a hero. He saved his dog. And I love this very much because every five-year-old boy, he loves his young sister and he loves his dog. Well, you got to save those are the truly hard ones. The parents got to save themselves, unfortunately. That's it. So he went in there. He's got the dog. He's got the sister. As far as I'm concerned, if you're this Noah Woods character, if the parents don't make it, you still got a family. You saved enough. But he went to the neighbor's house and he told the neighbors, yo, the house is on fire. Neighbors called the police. They got the fire department over there. The folks ran out. Their hair were smoking and things like that, like Tom Hanks from the Burbs walking out towards the final credits. But he saved his entire family, and it is, uh, it's, it's just very, it's powerful. This is according to Fire Chief Dwayne Jameson. He said, we've seen children alert their families before, but for a five-year-old to be alert enough to do this, that's pretty extraordinary. Jameson said the fire was started by the overloaded electrical so- outlet in Noah's bedroom, so technically he did cause the fire as well, but that's okay. Um <laughs> Because, you know, he's got a lot of toys, and you have to plug in all the toys these days. Everything is electronic now. He started, I didn't even realize he fucking started the fire as well. Oh, my God. Well, you got to start the fire to stop the fire. You know, it's like that Billy Joel song. So Noah's grandfather, David Wood, said in a GoFundMe post, by the grace of God, all nine of our loved ones were able to get out of our home. If it wasn't for Noah, we may not be here today. Also, if it wasn't for Noah, there wouldn't be a fire. But we're there not. Ta- been a fire. We're not talking about. It. He's the hero 
not the perpetrator, although <laughs> life is not black and white. No, no that's what we're not. learning as always. But it's Noah, technically called the the Hegelian dialectic, where you create yes. a problem and the solution, so you control everything. Yeah, it's like the caravan coming towards the southern border. You know that thing that's all made up that we have to combat. Yes. Um, so Noah Woods. Yes, despite the fact you started the you fire. You set the fucking fire. You also. <laughs> because we don't live in a world of of, of black oh. and white, of right and wrong. We live in a world of, of gray and strange, strange. Oh, oh I'm just going to say emotions. Me, no I, one honestly, wants. It is the, the closest week. we've had to a hero in a while. Yes. I mean, like a genuine hero. We, well, we have a lot of heroes. I mean, I think every week we've done a hero, so, you know, so far. so <laughs> We do, yes. But sometimes it's just chips. Sometimes well. it's literally just is it chips. <laughs> no. It's your hero. No, the, the chip. No, it was not the chip. It was the, it was the, the hero of the week was like, whoa, like life can give you such amazing crisps. God help us. Oh, my God. Um, all right. So I actually got quite a few emails about people smelling the future. After I said the uh, story yesterday, last week, about people smelling the future, that uh-huh. one person smelling the future. Yes. yes. Um, now that people, was one person, they said, like, this got an email, the scrums from L. But I was wasn't, just stories. going back, that was a reference to the person smelling donuts. Donuts. And then three hours later, donuts arrived, and then they said they could smell the future. Yes. Okay. Right? I got another person saying the exact, I've had the same exact thing happen to me, but I was at work and all of a sudden I could smell smoked chicken. I texted my husband who was at home almost 20 miles away and asked him if he was smoking a chicken. He replied that he was actually just heading out to the store to pick up a couple of chickens to throw on the smoker. Which is very is that, interesting. Okay, is I don't any know. of these predicting of the futures or smelling the futures or, not food related? Or do you just want chicken? You just want chicken, right? All right. So I don't know. The most recent time, this is another letter from this, okay. from Jay. The most recent time this happened to me is when my friend and I were about 40 minutes into a three-hour car trip. And I started to smell what I first identified as McDonald's fries, but then narrowed down to what many vegans in Australia had constructed into a vegan burger. Hamburger, no patty, extra ketchup, extra mustard, extra pickles, and extra onion. <laughs> and then it's just a fistful of fries. Sometimes a, a hash brown Wait, in between the so buns. The vegan, so the vegan burger is just no meat? It's just a bunch of French fries slammed on the extra and then a hash brown. Yes. Yes. I said this to my friend that I could smell this super strongly, but she said her car was a hungry... She said, well, her car was a hungry Jack's car, not a Macca's car, so she hadn't had McDonald's in her car in ages. So we later stopped at the rest stop with the Maccas and she ordered the vegan special. And as soon as she unwrapped the burger and started piling fries, this is the exact same smell that had hit me earlier in the car invaded my nostrils. I so that was very specific, right? Your friend was just farting in the car and they're a vegan and their farts smell like the food they eat. Yes. Which is not um, bad. I'm just saying it is. Whatever. I, I'm not saying yes or no. But then I got this email. So I kind of fell into the camp of the lady in the story about donuts, where for the longest time I was convinced I could smell the future. That being said, a few months ago, I went to my neurologist for chronic migraines I've had since 2017 and was diagnosed with a migraine disorder. I've had to hop around from from neurologist to neurologist because of another very rare neurological order. I have visual snow syndrome. Look up a video if you get the chance. I have to actually look that up. 
because I haven't got to. What my previous neurologist hadn't told me is that migraines can often present with very strange symptoms, with very strange symptoms, like olfactory and auditory hallucinations, amongst other things, like the sensation of your hair hurting. Okay. At the time, all this was happening. I was in the army, and as many military members could tell you, not everybody there takes care of their personal hygiene. So when I have my olfactory hallucinations, I didn't get pleasant smells. It's more like sweaty, gross feet soaked in buttery, greasy popcorn, which coincidentally happened to be rather similar to the smell of this person. So maybe the other listener had a standalone migraine, and that's why they haven't been able to replicate it. Ha! Ah, so we have an answer. Also, what's going on with the military? I thought the whole point of the military was you, you make your bed, you wake up early, you brush your teeth. And I thought the whole point was that they were very hygienic. No, but boys, people get smelly. Huh. Okay. But you're all on top of each other. I mean, I don't know. I, I was not, I didn't spend a lot of time in locker rooms as a boy. I certainly did. And yes, they do get smelly, but uh, I thought the military, they were supposed to be cleaner and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I just got out of math class to go and try to be recruited. And then the recruit kept on calling me and I kept on answering the phone stone and making fun of him. Now, this is another story. God, you would have been such a great member of our armed forces. Uh, the movie Stripes almost made me want to get into the military, but then I was quickly reminded by all of my friends that that's not real and that's funny. And uh, if I was really in the military, I'd just get shot in the head right away. You just you just get brutalized in boot camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a fun little story. Another alien abduction story. I'm very Ooh. happy to hear it, and I want to read it. This comes from N. I have a personal account related to your episode on alien sexual encounters. This was in March of 2019. My husband was out of town on a business trip. I got ready for bed like any other night. I hadn't been drinking or using any mind-altering substances. Sometime later, I woke up in a brilliant white room with a woman in front of me who was tall and white with platinum blonde hair. Hmm. She was dressed in lederhosen and had extremely large breasts. I'm gay, (laughs) which I don't think they planned for. But in that moment, this was the most beautiful person I'd ever seen. Not in a sexual way, but like looking at a captivating piece of art. Just being in her presence was like a drug, and all I wanted to do was make her happy. Hmm. Looked down at my hand and noticed I was, hosing, I was holding a glass vial containing a sperm sample that I knew was mine, even though I had no memory of making it. The tall Nordic-looking woman never spoke, but I knew she wanted the vial. As I approached her to give her the sperm sample, she looked absolutely overjoyed and enraptured. I was making her day. I felt so happy and at peace just knowing that I was doing something that was making her happy. I gave her the sample, and the next thing I knew, I woke up in my apartment. For the next three days, I felt the sense of extreme blissful calm, like an huh. intoxicating afterglow from being in her presence. I would, welcome see- I would welcome seeing her again, since it was such a positive experience. Okay. Man, big titties and later hosen. I'm into it. Sure, absolutely. The German dream come true. Uh, that's great. I'm happy that you were happy for three days, and hopefully she comes and visits you again, uh, and you can uh, continue to, to give her the product. I don't know what they call it. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what it is. Very, It's very scary to just wake up with a vial or own cum. It absolutely is. Make sure you know you get how the it vial? got there. Vials are harder, harder to get than you think. Yeah, harder to get than come. I have one little last story. This is just this is just gross, and it reminds me of all of the shitheads I've met in high school, all of the edgelord <laughs> shitheads I had met back in the day. So this is from this is from N. When I was in high school, I had an edgy friend who herself had an edgier friend who oh. was dating this real edgy guy. <laughs> Obviously, these are all goddamn children posing as something they're not. But the boyfriend was weird. He told us slyly that he was a cannibal. <gasps> My friend and I went, ooh, what? 
like you do. He took out a small baggie. And it, in it was what looked like to me, I don't know, Parmesan flakes. There was also a very small cheese grater kind of thing. The edgier friend reached over for the grater, pulled down her fingerless gloves, fucking cool, and examined her scratched up red knuckles. She then picked the spot and scraped off a tiny bit of skin into the baggie. Oh, God. He then grabbed a pinch of it and ate it. Oh. According to the edgier friend, they were also selling it because of course they were. Edgy friend and I decided this was too much for us. We made our excuses and left. And then we just, we just you know, they were day, selling I don't know if they were just being purposefully. Who knows? That's they, what she's saying. I don't know if they were being purposefully creepy or if there were just some metalheads who think this makes them more metal and spend their disposable income on baggies of skin. No, this is but not cool. Not, this they're, is, just, they're all just dumb. It's just high school, you know? Yeah, but this is not the cool. This is not what the cool kids do. This is what, like, the. This is your ostracized kid in the corner. Maybe go try to talk to them so they don't become a school shooter. But this isn't like the cool club kid thing to do. Eat your own skin flakes. I don't know what towns you've been in, but sometimes <laughs> eating your own skin flakes, that's the coolest you're going to get. I guess. I guess um, so. All right, um, everyone. Well, I also want to say thank you. Can I say thank you to all the people who sent me updates in the Bethel Church and how interesting that is? I got a lot yes. of information. I'm hopefully we'll put more of this shit together as they go. But man, oh, man, they're a creepy bunch. It's very interesting to see what goes on once once you got God. Yeah, absolutely. And we also will do an update on the Sarah Lawrence story uh, maybe next week because there is more information coming out about that. That story is continuing to get crazy. That dude, I didn't realize he had all those girls working for him in like short shorts oh, yeah. at like of 3 o'clock in the morning. And then all the neighbors yeah. were just like. What are you, like? What happened? Um, what is going on? So I, uh, I think it's, uh, it's very interesting. Apparently, Mark Wahlberg's already purchased the story. What? Yep. Mark, I'm very excited. We're going to cover him, and also, uh, Dateline is doing a whole new special on Lori Vallow and uh, the Daybell debacle, which I'm very, very excited to. to oh, watch right. this week. well, if Dateline is doing it, you know it'll be done classy and right. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. And we do want to mention we've gotten a lot of amazing feedback for our Spotify crossover. Thank you all so much for your amazing support. We have also heard this is sort of, I guess it's, I guess it's a, um, it's, it is. A, we're a Obama carrying the app. Yes, we're, we're Obama carrying the app. It's a difficulty of success. Um, evidently the app is crashing a little bit for some of you. We are working on this. We're speaking with Spotify. We are assured a solution. Henry and I are just like. Did you try hitting your did you phone turn with it the on hammer? and turn it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know. you I drown it in my it. mayonnaise? So we see your DMs, Henry and I. We see your DMs and your messages. Um, we apologize if you've had any inconvenience, but we are working on it, and everything will correct itself. We are the very harassing them. All right, everyone. And also, we are hitting the road in April. So yeah. make, make sure to come on out to our last book on the left tour. We are very excited to see you all. We can't wait, man. Again, get those tickets. Having fun. Can't wait to see Vegas. Vegas, baby. They're for my birthday. I forgot that's actually on my birthday. No kidding. Last year yeah. was the Hollywood Forever Cemetery on my birthday, and now we get to be in Vegas for yours. That's great. No, man. So come help me celebrate in Vegas. I We're going to get poisoned in Vegas. I love it. I'm so excited. I fucking love Vegas, man. Vegas is very fun, right? See, it's that's a how devil's get you. playground. It's so much fun. That's why when I was there alone and I called you guys and was like, well, we have a show in Vancouver, which is the West Coast. Maybe I should just stay here. To get out of there. <laughs> get out of there. 
So yes, come and support our live show. Uh, you can find all those tickets at the, uh, the last podcast on the left.com. I also have some shows coming up here in March for hail yourself America. And I will get those dates uh, to you as well. We have, I think five or six shows. So that'll be very fun. And Henry, uh, after midnight, that movie has premiered. Yep. And and thank v- you guys so much for the support and people who came out to see the Q and A's in LA have been so much fun. I, but yeah, rent the, rent the movie, man. It's a, it's a very nice romantic monster tale. Uh, live every day. Like you got a jar full of tongues, but you're excited to show your family and you oh. got it. It's fresh tongues, fresh tongues. Well, that's Laugh, not good. Knowing that these, these little cute little tongues are going to bring delight to some of the sick kids at the hospital that you're going to bring this, these bags, this, this whole jar of tongues over to the kids and they're going to laugh. They're going to laugh at seeing all the funny, cute little tongues in there, and you're going to shake them around. This is a positive thing to do with little cancer-riddled baby tongues. You is use it, a, it. Is it a children, children's hospital for psychopaths? Why would the what kids be cute, with it? What a cute little Tim Burton maraca that would be. That click, 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 shaking them tongues around. <laughs> all the kids will like it. It's an easy instrument for kids with weak arms because tongues aren't that heavy. You can give right. it to these little cancer kids, and they can have fun with it. They can play with little... I, I don't know if that's, you know, you could show them the little dead infant babies and be like, you see, you live longer than that one. And that makes them feel better. It's about perspective. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, never forget. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me. Indeed. Hail. And you know what? If you're going to buy a house, check out the floorboards. It seems like you need to check the floorboards well, before you do the master bedroom. That is what happens. You got to get the house inspected. And sometimes yes. something like this, I mean, but hey, man, let's just call it a happy accident. You could charge double. Yep. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.